I'm Michelle Ely from the Starling Tribune, an Arrow TV show fan podcast, part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other amazing geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Stand by for a brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode 348 of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. This is recorded live on Sunday, February 17th. 2019 and no no we don't have a we don't have an awesome special guest for you guys this week we're sorry we, we can't do that every week will you're a regular don't give me that i'm look. i'm always a special guest you haven't guessed on this show for like no. 50 episodes you're special probably and a guest fair enough i mean i could go back and look but i'm lazy all right i'm just gonna go back to be mute myself because that's what's best for everybody who, who said that you're putting words in our mouth here. He's talking to us right now while he's turned off, but I'm very confused as to... He's not talking. He's just wiggling his hands. I'm very confused as to how this became what's best for everyone. I paid him a compliment by calling him a regular. Willie, you're a regular. I'm eating myself. But why? Because... You know you don't want me talking. You just... I pervert everything. No, no, I don't mind you talking. I just don't want you singing all the time. There's a difference. Because I don't want a copyright strike. That's mostly what and, it comes down to. And my problem is I also interrupt your introduction, so I'm going to let you finish that. But you didn't interrupt my introduction. I'm very confused. Okay, so Willie's here, and you guys can't hear him because he muted himself. I'm here just like normal. And of course, Anthony's joined us. I'm here. I just keep muting myself because I'm sneezing. <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever. It happens. I'm sorry, Willie. Eh. Um, so I may have a story. That I teased Ooh, in the pre-show. That I teased in the pre-show last week, and I forgot to even tell. So why don't you set it up for us? <sighs> so I haven't always been the horror movie fan. I've always been, or I, I did like the horror movies, but they scared me. Even though I was always like a big kid, oh, the scary movies would get to me. They don't anymore. And there's one little thing that helps me out with that, or it did help me out with that. And what is that, good sir? Well, do you remember a little movie by the name of Austin Powers? I do. It's Shagadelic, baby. And, of course, you know this movie had many, many, many a merchandise. Uh, yes, that was on just about everything. Uh, so, I got... Uh, let me set this up. So, I was watching... Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, I believe it was, The Dream Warriors. I'm pretty sure Dream that's Warriors. the one. I'm pretty sure it was that one, number three. I believe it was that one. The and, Return of Nancy. And I was a little... Well, yeah, it's not the uh, the gay agenda one. No, that's two, Freddy's Revenge. I know, yeah. That was weird. It's weird how they went with that way. I mean, it was kind of cool. Whatever. But, um, yeah, so I was getting a little freaked out. And I I saw this on my desk right beside me. I was like, oh, maybe this might help me. It was a little Austin Powers head. And it had four buttons on the bottom. And he would say different phrases like, yeah, baby. And, you know, stuff like that. And every time I would get a little too scared or freaked out, I pressed the button. And it made me feel better. And it helped me get over my, f- like, fear of the horror movies. And that's how I am the way I am today is thanks to Austin Powers. 
So Austin Powers cured you of your fear of horror movies. Do you still have Austin Powers in case this becomes an issue again? Uh, that I have no idea where that head it went. It might be in a box somewhere. It could not be in a box somewhere. We can find I... you an Austin Powers soundboard to put on your phone, perhaps. So what I'm hearing this... is this is all Mike Myers' fault, is what I'm hearing. I mean, Yes, Halloween was always a problem. You're correct. <laughs> I wasn't sure which Mike Myers he meant. That's this why I is... said Mike Myers, not Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. This is just like the uh, the bit in Baby Driver. Yep. And I, I love you get that Michael bit. Myers masses. These are Michael Myers masses. <laughs> no, Halloween. This is a Halloween mask. This is a Halloween mask. No, the guy from Halloween. Oh, you mean Jason. <laughs> it was a good bit. Yeah, that dude. But whatever. That, that That's my story. I know it probably wasn't all that good. It's okay. It's a tie in the last week where we found out about how David's mom thinks he still loves Austin Powers way too much. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's what made me think of it last week. And then I was just too dumb to remember. Well, we were distracted by the captivating <laughs> tale of Spencer and Locke. That's true. I know I was. Did you pre-order it yet? No, but I did order volume one. And I'm going to use... Apparently, there's a code you can use at comic book stores to get like pre-order it. Yes. I just found out on their, his Twitter. So when I pick up the volume one, uh, probably this Wednesday, I'm going to go up and I'm going to say, Hey, can I also pre-order this... Um, this book right here. You should the just first be able issue. to tell them to pre-order it for you unless there's a specific variant you were asking for. Yeah, because there's three covers. That's why there's three different codes. Yeah. That's what the three codes are. I have no idea. I've never done that kind of thing at a comic book store. Okay, Willie. So, so you know and everybody else knows, every single comic book in the world has to be pre-ordered two months ahead of time before it gets released. So that's why comic book stores have so much trouble with their inventory is because they have to order stuff. And then it comes in two months later, and then people don't pick it up, and they get screwed over. But all the inventory of every comic book item in a shop comes from a company called uh, Diamond through Previews Catalog. The Previews Catalog shows up almost three months beforehand so that you get a chance to order out of that magazine, but the order has to go in two months before it's due. So every single comic book, every single month, has a pre-orders preview code for it. So there's a code in every month's issue for every Spider-Man, every Batman, every Superman comic every month. So yeah, anything you want, your comic book store, if they can order it, they order it with that code through Diamond. Well, I'll try and give to that when I go back up Wednesday. Yeah, and or, really it should just be as simple as going, hey, there's a book coming out called Spencer and Locke. I really want to pre-order it. Yeah. I should be able just to put a pull list together for you. Yeah, well, they'll pull out the previews and they'll look up the code. You don't have to know the codes, but if you do, it makes it easier. I know. I'm stupid. It's okay. Well, but uh then we're just, educating you because you have i, I did well i did screenshot the uh, the code just in case well that's good so, it's not a bad yeah. thing to have that it's just in most cases you don't need that you just tell the folks at your local comic shop hey i'm interested in such and such book and they'll look it up yeah. and put it on a pull list having the code just makes it easier because they, they don't even have to look it up they'll just put the code on their order form now we hey. need that the more you know music to play i don't have it yep and i'm not allowed to have it because ding, 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 ding. just do the porn music oh you, you mean this one <laughs> the more you dick. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Education through porn. At least I didn't, my- at least I didn't misfire and hit this one. <laughs> well, that's our other porn sound. That's for porn and pony when we play porn or pony rather when we play that game. Like I said, that's our other porn sound. It's kind of sad that both do exist at the same time. Together. So you want me to hit both at the same time is what you're saying? Oh, wait. Let's see what happens here. 
it doesn't work. I can't hit two at the same time. No, you got to do the the porn bump and then the pony bump. There. Is that better? That's both porn and pony. That will be the new twist of porn or pony. Now we'll do ones that are both. I guess. Well, no, that doesn't really work. Well, it might. We'll find a way. Mr. Hand. It'll be called porn and or pony. That's the plan. I worked it in and you didn't even notice. Does no one remember Mr. Hand? Vaguely. I don't think you do because there's nothing vague about that. The whole story is he got he died by getting horsed. I, I had no idea, Gross. really. I don't even know how to respond to that. How's the new Willie character going? Well, he's kind of boring. He's apathetic. I'm not sure I care for apathetic Willie. And Willie, you're the one that generally brings like the high energy to the show. I know, I'm just a disappointment. God, well, this is this is backfiring horribly because in my role as like master of ceremonies, for lack of a better term, I can't be the high energy one. Yeah, well, our MC Chris has work to do. I do love MC Chris. Well, our Chris has referred to himself as a master of ceremonies, so apparently now he's MC Chris. Well, <laughs> would you rather just say lead host or something like that? Master of ceremonies sounds far more distinguished. It does, I mean, and I like the idea of calling you MC Chris, so that works. <laughs> I mean, I'm used to being wrong, so it's whatever. We already got Willie Nelson. Why not have Willie Nelson and MC Chris on one podcast? Who else can claim that shit? I'm not the Willie Nelson. No one cares about me. No one All said right. that. We ha- You have fans here, Willie. We've had people have come in and be like, hey, where's Willie sometimes? It's true. What? Has that happened? That has happened. Draftsman has come in before and be like, hey, where's Willie? When Willie hasn't been on. Hmm. That's because Draftsman loves the status quo. <laughs> the I'm status try, will no to, longer be I'm trying quo. to be nice, Willie, and it feels like I'm just like kicking you when you're down. Not even on purpose. <sighs> well, I mean, do you know who my, my, my hero is? Willie Nelson? Marvin the Robot? Eeyore. Of Eeyore. course, no one would know. Uh, the, first, the first suicidal child children's cartoon character. <laughs> One day it will happen. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay, God. All right, that yeah. one broke me. That one broke me. Thank God. <laughs> that got uh, really dark there. <laughs> I mean, we're all going to die someday. That, that is true. I suppose that is true. Uh, I have no idea how to segue out of that to say, hey, we're not going to die. We're going to talk about some new stuff. <laughs> you don't know what I'm going to have. The ATGN Studios on... Uh, Internet. It's the news of the week. So the news of the week, it's that part of the show where we run down what is in our minds some of the most interesting geeky and or nerdy news to have popped up in the past week and share it with you guys who are watching live or listening at a later date. And uh, Willie, I'm going to let you kick things off because this one's an interesting one. We go to Willie for a lot of our gaming news and gaming first impressions. So Willie... What do you got for us this week? Well, Chris, this week I'm going to tell you about two different gaming stories because I only know half about each. So that makes one full one. I like it. (laughs) Well, the first thing I want to talk about is uh, Apex Legends. That came out of nowhere last week. And I don't understand EA's logic here to drop a game like that two weeks before Anthem comes out that's supposed to be their new online living world game. Because EA had nothing to do with it. It just has their name on it. No, the EA controls when it goes out. Well, uh, but I'm happy they did this, and there was just no news about it until it was just like, hey, the weekend before, that's what I heard about it. I was like, 
we're putting out this game it's free to play by respawn the makers of titanfall i'm like okay and battle the titanfall world is it it is it takes place like 30 know. years after titanfall 2 i don't really care about that part i don't really care i mean some people do but i don't really care about the story of titanfall myself didn't get into it that's just me i'm not saying it's bad if you did i'm just saying i didn't didn't hook me well the but, only reason i brought that up is because it led to a lot of people going wait it's a sequel to titanfall where's our wall running and where's our titans i'm okay with that because this is pretty much a uh hero shooter with a battle royale mode so it's like overwatch mixed with fortnite just without that building bullshit yeah that that's a good way of putting it um so yeah every character is a little different they all have different abilities um sometimes you forget to use them because i'm a dumbass me too of course but but yeah i've been having lots of fun with it i just need i just really need one more trophy to make that platinum so easy to get and that's i need to win with a uh, defensive character and i really do not like um gibraltar all that much so i had to go so i had to wait to uh save up my points to get caustic and he's pretty fun so that's the one win one more win with that one because i've i've won four times so far not much not much at all but those wins did feel good but uh, what I really do want to tell you is the numbers to this game because that's really crazy. And now these numbers are from uh, the first week because there's no updated because Chris gave me these numbers. <laughs> I gave that's you the numbers the from last week when I was going to talk about this. Yeah. So uh, so they had 10 million players in three days. That's pretty big numbers. But the more amazing thing is they had 2.5 million players in the first 24 hours. I think. Uh, do you remember how many they had concurrent at one time? Was was that like was that like six hundred thousand? No, it was, was a it more than that. Oh, it was a million yeah. all at once. They had a million concurrent players. Yep, within so the that, first week. So that that's that's some that's some big stuff right there. Especially for a game that came out of nowhere. I mean, literally, everyone's like, "Wait, Respawn's putting out a new game? It's a battle royale? What the hell?" And I've been having fun with it. Uh, so I've been splitting off from doing that and uh, playing Dead by Daylight. So that so it's actually pulled me away from Dead by Daylight. That should tell you something. And um, I did get another game just last night. I will get into that and what I'm into uh, later in the show. So it's a mystery. But my second gaming news, since I'm only half-baked here on each of my stories, uh, I'm only going by the headline in this one, so I didn't reach yet. <laughs> I'm a rebel news anchor. What can I do? Um so apparently Ireland is going to be joining Belgium and saying, fuck off, loot boxes. We didn't want you here. Fuck off, you cunts. I know it's a British. That was, yeah, but what do you make that it to was Irish terrible. Head? I didn't. I know. No oh, crap. I brought apathetic Willie back. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, if it's anything, uh, if, it, if this happens the same way, EA is probably going to tell the people of Ireland to also protest their government so we can make you pay us more money i mean because that's literally what ea is trying to do they're trying to get the people of belgium to protest their government for loot boxes so that's special i don't necessarily begrudge loot boxes in these free-to-play games if it is like how blizzard's doing it and how they're doing in apex legends where it is cosmetics because i don't care about that i'm not gonna plunk 50 dollars down to try and get the coolest new uh rifle skin or character skin but if i have to pay to win that's where it's a problem and that is where i believe legislation should be in place to kind of stop pay to win experiences you mean like in most other ea games like the big one in europe fifa fifa 
where you use pretty much a pay to win for what I forget what mode it is where you get those little cards with the different characters. It's or, the ultimate know, the game players because it's like the Madden ultimate team stuff for the Madden games. It's whatever their ultimate team is in FIFA. I've never played FIFA really, so I don't know. I'm not much. I'm not much of a sports uh, video gamer at all. So that's my stance on it. I doubt I ever will unless it's free to play, and I might give it like 20 minutes. Like, okay, that's fun. I'll delete it now. But yeah, I mean, Ireland, I think is good. I mean, I think like seriously, the same thing you're saying. The loot boxes that are just cosmetics, I think these are okay. Like those should be just okay, especially in free to play games like Apex. Like, all the weapons are there. You just have to find them in the match. Now, mm-hmm. what skins they have, what skins you have for your character, what, you know, emotes you have or whatever, finishers, that's all nothing that really affects the gameplay. So, I mean, you know, just, you know, your quality of life, I guess, if it were. And that's A-OK to me. There's nothing wrong with that. Overwatch. Sure, it's a full $60 game that has, like, micro, or, you know, it's still a full price. Is this a full price? But it goes on sale all the time. So it's it on matter. sale all the time, like 20 or 30 yeah. bucks. There's a lot of talk based off of how some of these Battle Royale games are working out as to whether Blizzard should make it free-to-play. Nah, I think it's still it's still worth it. It doesn't need to go free-to-play like uh, Dead by Daylight needs to and keep everything the exact same because those all those cosmetics cost way too much. You have to play for too much just to get any cosmetics. The Dead by Daylight ones are ridiculous. Especially after uh, Anthem, have you seen they released their information? What they, you know, they, people flipped out about the supposed cosmetic costs. And then from the stuff that's in the store at launch day on the 15th, like you could buy all of it for $30. Where before some of the skins were marked as if they would have been to $20 just for a skin. So yeah, they, they lowered their prices on Anthem. So yeah, the, the shit on Dead by Daylight is goddamn outrageous. Where an outfit costs more twice as much as a character. But here's and the thing, some people will pay for it. That's why it's priced like that. Yeah. Oh, and that also brings... Here, uh, uh, do we have any more to talk about these loot boxes? Because I also have a third news story for you that's going to be really quickly. I just thought of it. I <laughs> go, just remember. Go for it, Willie. I got nothing. So, talk about Dead by Daylight. They have not got their shit together with the consoles. Matchmaking is still a pain in the fucking ass. And uh, yeah, all those cosmetics are still a pain in the ass. So instead of like announcing, hey... Here's the things we're going to be fixing it and how we're going to do it. Like, no, 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 no. We can't get it running properly on these systems. Let's announce that we're going to release it for the Switch in the fall. Because that's going to be great. I cannot wait to see how this game will play on the Switch. Willie, there's no reason for behavior to try to fix any of the problems right now on PS4 and Xbox until they have the dedicated servers. What the fuck is taking them so goddamn long? they have a set time of when that's going to happen, so they're probably actually building their server farm right now. That's actually yeah. buying and setting up hardware. That's not the easiest thing in the world. I'm not even sure if that's even going to fix them. I, what I hear the main problem is is uh, lobby dodgers. That's why I hear a lot of the problems are. When people say, when people, like, uh, even uh, survivors or killers, they see, like, a whole group of four survivors come in, so they must be surviving with friends. Nope. Disconnecting. Going to try again. And people just coming into match. That's what's making it. What's making the matchmaking out here is so bad because it takes forever to get into a match. Why am I sitting here with three other people and all we need to do is find one killer? And it takes twenty to thirty minutes to do that just yeah. for them to disconnect on us, and we have to wait even longer. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that part's ridiculous. But they're addressing that stuff before they have the dedicated servers in is a waste of time. 
that would be they would have to make changes to the programming of the entire system on both sides the client on the killer client side and the survivor's client side and then as soon as the dedicated servers are up they would have to go back and refix all that stuff anyways but it would be creating also, double work and my also other problem is i mean like how well is it going to run on the switch i mean obviously it's not going to look as good because i mean it's yeah, a switch I mean, I, there's nothing wrong with that that i don't know I mean, you go back and look at historically. Look at Ark Survival. Look how much, ter- look how terrible that runs, and how many frames it runs. And look at WWE, the one game they released because they didn't do it this year. They said, "Oh, we fucked up bad. We're not even going to attempt this one again." So that's a little worrisome. So you got your triple dose of Willie news this week. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, though. You have to fix the problems with matchmaking, otherwise you're going to lose people before you. F- and then you'll have a bunch of servers stood up and nobody's playing on them because people are going to get pissed off and be like, I'm annoyed with this game. There's plenty of other choices to go play when it comes to my online games. You know what would actually make me buy it again for the, uh, or I didn't technically buy it the first time it was PS Plus. You know what would make me buy it for the Switch, though? What's that, Willie? You choose your survivor, and you're just working on a generator, and then all of a sudden you hear the Nintendo Switch exclusive uh, killer. You hear, it's a oh, Wario. It's, no, it's Waluigi. <laughs> Fucking shit, run. We can't get him in Smash, so maybe we'll get him in Dead by Daylight, right? That would be fucking amazing. Hell, they did it for Rocket League. They had like little Nintendo exclusives things for that. That's true. I, I still hope that's not the next killer. <laughs> I, I mean, exclusively for the Switch. I mean, obviously you couldn't get it for anything else. That yeah, would which be also makes amazing. me in no way want that. I don't want fucking console exclusive killers. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> I'm not gonna rape ya. Well, I don't think Nintendo would sign off on that, Willie. <laughs> Probably they not. Should. It'd be hilarious, though, wouldn't it? You'd be taking uh, someone's childhood character and turning it into a rapist. So I'm not sure how hilarious yeah. that part of it is. But putting Waluigi in the game, however, would be pretty great. Thank you. That's all. I, that's all I care about. Just hearing <laughs> that I'm right. So I wanted to step back. That's all he heard. (laughs) I wanted to step back a second. Your trifective news, Apex Legends. I wonder how this impacts anthem numbers, or if it does at all, or if we ever really know. I don't think it's going to affect it too much because it is free to play. You don't need to buy anything to get into it. So I don't think. So, but player base. Ooh, you might have a point. Player base is more what I mean, and because now Reddit is not like the accurate testing ground for everything. But if you start going through some (laughs) of the subreddits for gaming and things, people are going. You know, I'm a bit more interested in Apex Legends right now. I can hold off on Anthem, and if I wait six, nine months, the price will drop, and then maybe I'll pick it up. So I wonder if they just kind of shot themselves in the foot a little bit. Because Apex Legends is really good. The Respawn team, they're very good at putting together a good game. You haven't been playing with us, so where have you been playing it? Huh, Chris? I've played a huh? little on Xbox. You've been cheating on us? I haven't been cheating on you. <laughs> I haven't had a ton of time for gaming. I've only put about another hour in on the game, and I played that on Xbox with a couple of friends of mine. Your new name is now Dur- uh, MC Dirty Dick. well it's not the only game i've been playing i took a break from playing a different game which i too will talk about and what i'm into and share with you more foreshadowing we have all the foreshadowings tease 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 (laughs) Um, i don't think it could hurt their player base that much because it's a very different type of game like there's no going through a story mode and doing dungeons and any of that stuff in any of the so much time to play in a week true that's True. more of what it gets down to. And there is crossover to people who enjoy, like, you know, people enjoy Anthem and people who enjoy the Battle Royale Apex thing. There's that Venn diagram. There's a big, you know. Well, all I know is once Anthem actually comes out on Friday, 
I'm probably done playing Overwatch or Apex Legends or any of those games. Mm-hmm. And I'll never fucking play Fortnite again. Fuck that game. Don't blame Especially me. Now, now that Apex Legends exists, I have no reason to play Fortnite or Overwatch. Because <laughs> that's the fun version of those two games. And the controls are really tight in Apex Legends. I'm pretty pleased with how yeah. well things are schemed out there. It's like playing Titanfall, basically. I would love to have a Titanfall 3, though. I'm still kind of bummed that it seems like the Titanfall franchise is dead to give us Apex Legends. But we'll see what happens. And they have made a point of, uh, at least on the Apex Legends subreddit, talking about how they're going to do more community events and things like that. So it sounds like they're really going to be pushing hard to become another viable alternative like PUBG and Fortnite and stuff like that. Are you saying they're going to be pushing it real good? No, I am not saying that at all. No, no, you didn't. Uh, I'll put those words in your mouth. I am no. interested to see what they do for like their first holiday event, like if there's holiday-based skins and stuff. If they go like the Overwatch they, route, they're having it right now. I believe they you are, get the yeah. little. They have that Valentine's Day heart you can get for your. I badge. mean, that's yeah, that's a little <laughs> icon for a badge. I'm talking about actual skins, actual weapon upgrades. See if they do the full-on uh, Overwatch thing. Where Overwatch for every event now, there's skins, there's emotes, there's the voice lines, and Apex has all of those things in there. So. They have the ability to basically do the exact same type of loadout for every holiday where you have different skins, different, uh, uh, they call them quips on Apex. You could have the different quips. You could have the different emotes. There's an option. And I thought that the voice for Mirage was Nolan North. I don't think it is, though. It sounds just like Nolan North, though. Chris, I know you know who Nolan North is, don't you? I do know who Nolan North is. One of the best voice actors in the business. That is true. Troy Behu? Baker. Troy Baker is also a phenomenal voice actor. Yeah, he is. Let's, 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 let's but he's no here. Nolan North. I did just see a little clip of uh, both of them, and he's like, yeah, Nolan North said something, and then Troy Baker's like, you know you're not really Nathan, right? He's like, you shut Dude. your little mouth. You Mirage is Roger Craig Smith. Uh, he sounds like Nolan. It, like, it sounds just like him. It sounds like Nathan Drake. It does. So well, let let's me see. Think. He's... He's done voices in Assassin's Creed, Arkham Origins, Avengers Assemble, and If You Give a Mouse a Cookie are his four, <laughs> his four, four best known on IMDb. He has 256 voice credits as an actor on IMDb, so this is a motherfucker that's been working. <laughs> I'm picturing someone giving a mouse a cookie, and it's hilarious. Oh, and apparently so uh, Mirage is also the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog in the new uh, Team Sonic Racing. Interesting. Although those games are fucking hella fun as hell. Yeah, I'd rather Team play Sonic Mario Kart. Uh, I'm saying they're both great in their own way. I only oh, have sorry. in my heart for one racing game, and it's Mario Kart. I'm sorry. Oh, when uh, <laughs> when Crash Team Racing comes out? Oh, yeah, that's going to be dethroned. No, it's not. Crash Team Racing. People will argue with that. Diddy Kong Racing. There you go. I would People love to see argue with Diddy that Kong Racing. I'd just love to see you diddle. Oh, God. We should have known it was going to happen. <laughs> all right we're going to transition out of this before willie turns it even worse let's talk about pokemon go something we haven't talked about in a while here god damn it chris do we have to yes (laughs) this is torture for willie so there is a lawsuit that has been filed against niantic the creators of pokemon go that started first back in 2016 back when the game first started (laughs) People were going crazy. It was filed by numerous homeowners who believed the company had caused players to trespass on their property to catch Pokemon or to spin Pokestops. And yeah, that did kind of happen sometimes. It has gone to the judge in California, and depending on how the judge rules, there would be some restrictions placed on Niantic, and they would then have to implement 
new features and restrictions into the popular game. So here are Good. some of those features that would have to be implemented into the game. And I'm sure Niantic's probably already working on some of these because I would assume they're probably going to lose. First of which Fuck was, yeah. upon complaints of nuisance or trespass and demands of the removal of Pokestop or Jim, the company will, quote, make commercially reasonable efforts to resolve the complaint and communicate a resolution within 15 days. So if they turn your house or they turn your business into a Pokestop and you don't want it, you can complain, and within 15 days they have to resolve that issue. Now, a so, lot of businesses, especially in downtown areas, like being Pokestops because it's guaranteed foot traffic and people coming in and oftentimes buying things. In fact, I was out for Pokemon Go Day yesterday for Community Day, and yeah. a bunch of friends and I went to a coffee shop and bought a bunch of different coffees and foods and sat there for two hours and caught Pokemon and traded stories back and forth. So that gave them the business of at least six additional people that day. And there were other people doing the exact same thing. So there are some businesses that probably do want it removed. There's probably some things like, I don't know, graveyards where they like to put ghost Pokestops and ghost Pokemon there. Though they might not. Wow, that. that's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, because Pokemon are based on the environment in the area in which they're caught. So if there's ghosts, they put them near graveyards. Yep. Next up, that's they still kind of fucked up, though. A little bit. It is a little bit. <laughs> Next up, they say owners of single family residential properties get rights of removal within 40 meters of their properties. Okay, if it, I don't want people always standing right outside my house or right on the edge of my sidewalk, right next to my house catching Pokemon. I'm fine with that. Yeah, that could definitely be creepy. Like if you have little kids that you want to be able to play in your yard, and like there's always just random adults walking up to your house and staring at their phones, like at any given hour of the day, like that could be creepy. Yep. Can can we can we, can we go back to the graveyard thing? I can just see a little kid like, mommy, mommy, I just called grandma. I'm going to make her fight this Charizard. It doesn't quite work that way, but I see your point. Next up, Niantic will have to maintain a database of complaints in an attempt to avoid poor placement of virtual creatures. Kind of okay with that. If you, if people have been yeah. complaining about having them spawned in certain areas, legitimate complaints, not just I'm too lazy to walk up there to go and get them. It makes sense to try and not put stuff up there. When Niantic's system detects a raid of more than 10 players congregating, a warning message appears on their screens reminding them to be courteous and respectful of surroundings. Whatever, that's Fuck not going to do anything. It's, oh, it's look, a, you're driving. You need to slow down. Fuck off, Niantic. Well, it's a Suck great my left nut. <laughs> this is a great idea in concept. Be like, hey, make sure you're courteous, but it's the same thing you see on any kind of game, any kind of app. People just get click happy and click right through it. The first time they'll read it and be like, well, this is bullshit, and they'll never pay attention to it again. It doesn't do yeah. anything. But I like forcing Niantic to have to keep a database of all the complaints because then if they get brought back into court 10 years from now, they could say, okay, well, let's see all the complaints you have and how many of them did you deal with? Yeah. Uh, next up, I mean, they it, say, it, it makes them accountable. Next up, they say Niantic is also working with user reviews and mapping services like Google Maps to mitigate any problems plus maintaining a mechanism so that park authorities can request a park's hours of operation be honored. So if you try and go to the park and the park is closed, they don't want there to be Pokemon or Pokestops. It sounds oh, like no. all yeah, the stuff you're talking about should have been fucking done three years ago. Yeah, but to be fair, most people aren't going out Pokemon hunting, like especially on community days and when they're out raiding, raids and stuff stop at like 7 p.m. So most people are really not going out purposely hunting at night, I don't think as much. They may be back in the day they used to, but I know the group that I hunt with, we predominantly just do afternoon stuff and by 5 or 6 p.m. we're done. I see her Niantic right now, like, well, shit, the court said we have to, so let's make an attempt, I guess. That's how most corporations are ran. 
And then finally, <laughs> and then finally, the feature that is also being requested in here is at the company's expense, Niantic will have an independent firm audit compliance with obligations during a three-year period. Now, none of this has been enforced by the court yet. The court very well could toss it out and be like, "Well, this is bullshit," but it does set an interesting precedent mm-hmm. for how they have to, you know, kind of respect people's property rights and stuff with these digital games. Well, yeah, when you have a digital game that's an overlay of the world, and you decide that your game can be played everywhere in the world. You're going to have to deal with, yeah, private property issues, companies owning property issues. Like, all of that should have been stuff that they thought about ahead of time and handled a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, I mean they, all, they, they made the whole goddamn world part of their game. Like, well, you have to they, deal with the world. They did this before with what's their game that was exactly the same thing. Was it Ingress? Is Ingress, that how you pronounce yeah. it? Yeah, Ingress. Yeah, the one that they remapped and turned into Pokemon Go. Yeah. They just reskinned it. Yep. That's all they did. Like, yay. <laughs> You can see how how much I love Pokemon Go. Hey, you don't oh, have to it love it. Smart, it's though. just it's an interesting case study of how things evolve because a lot of these augmented reality type games like this are becoming more and more popular. There was a Ghostbusters one that came out. There was a Jurassic Park one that came out. None of them have been like Pokemon Go. Niantic yeah, is also they, making a Harry, Harry Potter, Potter version. Yeah. And you know what's really going to piss me off? Because it's already kind of did. The next mainline uh, Pokemon game. Better not be like, let's go, Pikachu, wherever the fuck. They better not be doing that stupid shit where you had to throw little balls at them and all that. I want to fucking just go back to basics. Just do that. My understanding was that all right, old going man. back to what it was before. <laughs> it better. Or riots will happen. Riots. Billy's yelling at the, Billy's yelling the Pokemon. Francisco. Yes, because one person's really going to make a huge difference there. I'm going to go to San Francisco. I'm going to start punching that Niantic building. That, all that's going to do is get the cops called on you. I want to see the news article of that crotchety old bald-headed man <laughs> punching building, breaking Ang- hand. Angry man punches building in an attempt to somehow get the attention of large gaming corporation. Angry man yells at cloud. Is that that's basically yep. what it is? Simpsons did it. Pokemon ah! just really yelling at the Pokemon to get off his porch. <laughs> Simpsons get did off it. my lawn. Still my favorite uh, Overwatch like combo with the voice lines. Knock, knock. Get off my lawn. <laughs> Still my favorite back-to-backs. So that is what I had for news of the week. It was kind of an interesting Good. study in how this is going. Willie hopes it kills the game. He wants the game to die. He hates it. Even though Willie used yeah. to play quite a lot. Quite a lot. You I did. live in a rural area. Quite a lot is uh, 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 not that much. Uh huh. Sure it wasn't. He played some. So that wraps up my news. Anthony, what do you got for us? <laughs> all right. In the world of nothing is new, all Hollywood does is rehash old shit. Once again, they're going back to a well-deserving well known as the well of Stephen King. Because we all know you can redo anything Stephen King again and make it great. And after shows like um, Castle Rock just kicked ass, and we know that's yeah. coming out for a second season, they made a hell of a lot of money on it, which I don't understand, and they screwed up the Dark Tower. But they're still going back <gasps> to the well. I like it, but they still screwed it up. <laughs> but what they're going to try to do is make it one more thing that along with Star Trek and the new Twilight Zone from Justin Peel, it's one more thing they're going to try to get you to buy that goddamn CBS All Access app because they're bringing back The Stand. Stephen King's magnum opus, the thousand-page unedited book that's his version of This Is How the World Ends, of the, the giant battle of good and evil that was done in 1994 as a miniseries on ABC television that was fucking awesome for eight hours of television that had all the restrictions of primetime TV in the 90s, and they still had a giant epic battle of good and evil with a hellacious cast 
freaking Gary Sinise, Molly Ringwald, Corin Nemec. Uh, what was the dude that he was the chief of like the head cop on uh, one of the Law and Order shows? Oh, Jamie Sheridan as Randall Flagg. Yeah, freaking Ruby D, Ozzy Davis, Miguel Ferreira, Matt Frewer, fucking Adam Stroke, Ray Walston, Rob Lowe. Like it had just an utterly amazing cast, and they did a hell of a job with what you know the restrictions of primetime TV. But now we're going to get an updated version of The Stand, ten episodes set to go on the streaming service. Was it SVOD platform? Is that streaming, streaming video on demand. Streaming video on demand. I was like, I know that stands for something, but my brain's not wrapping around it today. But yeah, so uh, Stephen King said, I'm excited and very pleased that the stand is going to have a new life on this exciting new platform. The people involved are men and women who know exactly what they're doing. The scripts are dynamite. The result bids to, su- builds. The result bids to be something memorable and thrilling. I believe it will take viewers away to a world they hope will never happen. For anybody that doesn't remember the old series, um, like there's dream sequences. There's... You know, there's images of God. There's crazy demon guys hunting the desert for nuclear bombs. Like, there's so much weird stuff. And in an eight-hour miniseries on television, they still cut out almost half the book because there's that much in the stand, especially the unedited version. There's entire characters that weren't brought up in the miniseries that exist inside the book. And so with them getting a 10-season or 10-episode season, like they can do pretty much everything in there, depending on episode length, because I'm assuming they're going to be hours a piece. I don't, I don't think they would do ten half hours. But yeah, I mean, th- this gives them a chance they could literally cover everything, and the dream sequences can get the update of today's, you know, cutting edge CGI. So those will look fantastic. It's really going to come down to who they get to play Randall Flag, because if your if your Dark Man is off, if he doesn't. You know, give you the feeling that you are dealing with the devil in blue jeans and dusty boots, then that's like everything else falls to the wayside. That person has to nail that role. But it'll be cool to see who they get in those other roles because there were such great actors in the series last time. So, I mean, I still haven't had anything that's made me want to get the CBS All Access Pass, but this is the closest that they've gotten me. I may actually like, you know, buy it for a month to watch this once all this is done just so I can watch the stand. To be fair, yeah. Twilight's own sounds really good on CBS All Access as well. It does too, and it's Justin Peel. The fact that like that was what he wanted to do after fucking Get Out, and now Us, and now he's doing the Twilight Zone. Like that dude has some horror in his heart. Like there is some dark shit in that man's soul, and I love it. M O O N. That spells. I hope they don't fuck this up. <laughs> but I said just Jordan Peel. Jordan Peel. Yeah. Yeah, what one more Stephen King thing? They're going back again because yeah, it all things Stephen King are always new again, and they just keep going back to them. But yeah, this is one that I mean, it really could use an update. I love the acting of it, and I honestly, every three or four years, I go back and watch. I have the miniseries on VHS, and I'll go back and watch the whole thing all the way through. And it's also great because there's a cameo by Stephen King in it. He shows up Ooh. as one of the guys on the good side. You know how they could update it though? Instead of like a super flu that takes out everybody. They can make it all these uh, anti-vaxxers cause all those problems. <laughs> no, nice. it, still ha- it still has to be Captain Trips, man. You can't change that part. Uh, it's it's got to be the super flu. It's a funny idea, though. No, those, those anti-vaxxers will just be the first to die because they'll be weak. Well, I mean, they cause <laughs> it by, you know, by having these, you know, getting all these diseases that are easily preventable and they're fucking uh, stupid. It's, it's the measles and rubella comes back and combines and becomes Captain Trips. Yep. 
It's a super measles. Uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see uh, the the oh I can't think of the character's name. The guy who escapes New York who has to go through the Holland Tunnel filled with dead bodies. Snake Plissken. No, in the stand, uh, one of the characters has to escape New York. Sorry. Oh, what is good. which is the is the Holland Tunnel the one that only cars can go through, or is it the taller one? I'm not sure which one it was. It's been a while since I've seen the show and read the book. Because I went through one of them. The one's the Lincoln Tunnel, one's the Holland Tunnel. I wanted, I think in the show and the book, I think they did the Lincoln Tunnel. Because I think, I think that's the one I drove through because I couldn't go through the other one because I was in a box truck and it wouldn't fit. Yeah, because one in the, in the stand, 99.98% of people are uh, fatally ended by Captain Trips, which is a super flu that gets released by the U.S. military by accident. And so a very small percentage of the population uh, is immune to it and doesn't die. And everybody else, literally, you get the flu until it kills you. And so one of the or two of the characters in the storyline are on the island of New York when the world ends and they have to get out and they can't get um, they end up having to escape through one of the tunnels. And so there's no power. So there's no lights. And so they're literally traveling underground in tunnels filled with cars and those cars are filled with dead bodies. Like it is bucket. It's a creepy sequence. It was really well done on the on the TV show. But oh, Chris, have you watched the the Star Trek show on the CBS All Access one? I have not watched it on CBS All Access. Okay, I couldn't remember if you'd seen it or not because I'm wondering if they have like if the CBS All Access if it has the restrictions of primetime TV or if they're more on the Netflix model where because it's a streaming service they can basically do whatever they want because. There's no FCC. Well, they can put whatever content they want out there. The problem, some of them are, like, I believe CBS All Access for Discovery is doing one episode a week, which is annoying in today's mm. Netflix world. But well, I'm thinking more content-wise because it means they could push the the more adult themes in an apocalyptic show like The Stand. Right. Where, I mean, the gore, the violence, all of that. Because it's, it's a whole bunch of people killing each other as the world's ending because they realize the world's ending. And so, of course, people lose their shit. So, yeah, it's it could be really good for some for pushing like the violence that we could see in this that they didn't they couldn't really go overboard with on the the original ABC miniseries because it was done as primetime television. So, there's nothing that prevents them from doing whatever they want content wise yeah. with it because it's online stuff. Now, that being said, I don't know whether they've set it up to meet some kind of ratings guidelines so that potentially they could package it and put it on TV or something else at some point in time. That I don't know. Yeah, it makes me wonder. You have to have like an all access version of it, where they could really push that, and then they could have like a toned down version that they release on their actual channels later. Maybe, maybe I don't know. I'm just ready for Stephen King to scare the hell out of me again. He is good at that, and yeah, this is one of his stories where the supernatural aspect isn't the scary part; it's what people do to other people. All of Stephen King's really the his most amazing stories. It's not the supernatural part that's scary. It's how humans treat each other and deal with the supernatural part. That's what's scary because we're all fucking monsters. <laughs> I'm waiting for that day for that to happen. I'll be the biggest, the meanest, the most badassest monster of them all. Willie just wants to be one of the children in the corn. He who walks behind the rose. <laughs> nice, nice. Yep, that's what I had. The stand is coming back. We will stand again. Only my version of the corn, uh, Children of the Corn will be, uh, you know, less boring than that. F- any of those fucking movies. Even that first one was boring as fuck. I'd say they did like nine of them, didn't they? <laughs> I think they're up to 10 or 11. 
Jesus not, Christ. I mean, the guy that played uh, Malachi and the other one, the 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 two like you know, the main the two head children, like they, they they did a good job. I will agree with that. But the rest of the, the story was just like of the movies, like come on, something needs to happen. Can something happen? Please, something <laughs> can happen. Okay, y'all, nothing's gonna happen. Great. Sorry. No, you're good. Still sorry. I don't know. I don't oh. know enough about it to chime in. That's all. I was just thinking they could do a they could do a small crossover though. Because you need an old lady to play mom, a mother Abigail. Because CBS All Access is where they have Star Trek hidden, they could get Nichelle Nichols to play Mother Abigail on the stand, and they could have their Star Trek crossover. Because she's now, she's now definitely uh, getting up there. She's in her eighties now. <laughs> I'm not sure how doable that is. There were conflicting reports at one point in time that she was starting to suffer from dementia. So oh, she's not doing good. Yeah, that sucks. Now oh, I other Ruby people D. debunked that, but she really hasn't been out in public much. So who knows? Mm. Because Ruby D did a great job in the original one, but they made her look old. As, they made her look like she was 120. <laughs> oh, sweet child. Yeah, Ruby D did great in the original stand. She was so good. Man, she was born in 1922. Well, we'll just have to oh, wait me too. <laughs> you look good Thank <laughs> for you. 91. We'll just have to wait and see if this is what causes Anthony to buy CBS All Access. Yeah, it, wait, it wait, might be. Wait. That math does not equate 91, 1922. Wouldn't that be like ninety eight? Uh, she oh no, Ruby D died at ninety one. Oh okay, I was about to say. My apologies. No, she died in twenty fourteen. She was ninety one though. I mean, I don't know how new math works. <laughs> but yeah, she at ninety one. She was ninety one in twenty fourteen. So twenty years prior to that, she did the stand. So she was seventy one. But at seventy one, they made her look like she was about one hundred and twenty. Like they did a really good job on her makeup, where she just she looked. so so unbelievably old in the show. Just get Betty White. How old is she now? 90-something. Uh, Wait, yeah, she's still she, alive, right? Yeah, she's still it, alive. And she still looks like 30 years younger than her age. And she's still overrated to me. Whoa. She's fucking awesome. Well, I mean, up until the point of when she was doing that old people's prank show, that's when I was like, all right, now, you need to stop. She's Fuck Betty that, White. She, she can do what she wants. She got popular. She got super popular again for a minute. And they gave her a TV show. Fuck yeah! I'm glad she took it. I hope she got paid. I mean, I did like the proposal, but uh, I've loved Betty White since the Golden Girls. I never watched the Golden Girls. No, I. I still find it. I still find it amazing that she was the oldest one on the show, and the character that played the oldest one on the show was the youngest, but looked the oldest. <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Apparently, <laughs> you just see that old lady doing cocaine. <laughs> And Betty White was born in 1922. Holy moly. Me too. Yep. <laughs> well, that does wrap up our news of the week for this week's episode of the All Things Good Nerdy Show. However, we're not quite done yet. It's that part of the show where we like to remind you that we are, in fact, part of a network that you can find over at gunageek.com. There's 20-plus different shows on the network that cover a variety of topics. We've got video gaming, video game culture, tabletop gaming, geek culture, specific television programs. Guys, we got all sorts of stuff, and we're adding a few new things here and there in the future, I would wager. So as much as I would love to tell you about all of the different shows and read a bunch of different promo reads, it's just impossible. But we can tell you about one specific show and say, hey, maybe you guys should go check this one out. So, Willie, what show are we sending people to this week? Well, I was going to bring back Apathetic Willie, but I don't want to dick over another show just because I want to do a character like that. So I'm not going to do that. Well, thank you. We appreciate in fact, that. To make you even more appreciative, I'm not going to do a character at all. I'm just going to be me. 
This week, I'm talking about Pop X Cast, episode 89, Marvel slash Netflix discussion, Punisher season two, and Aquaman remove, and more. Recovering from the holiday break, Pop X makes its return in 2019 with a very hot topic concerning Marvel's departure from Netflix and the future of our beloved superheroes from the streaming platform. We offer insight into the future of Marvel streaming sagas as well as review season two of The Punisher, a film review of Aquaman, and so much more. Won't you please join Pop X on their debut episode of 2019? Back to you, Chris. That's right. And a friendly reminder, they do stream live Sunday evenings. I believe it is 9 p.m. Eastern time. So you can always go and watch them live as well and be like, hey, the ATG guys sent us over this way. Or just Willie. Or, or just give all the credit to Willie because he's the only one that matters in this. That's a good point. I didn't do a character this time. I give know, me something. I'm really proud of you, Willie. I'm really proud of you. I know you're going to make me regret that because you'll probably bring <sighs> Willie back next time. Whatever. Well. No, there's too much bad language in there. Too much bad language in there. Well, friendly reminder, though, don't forget you can watch this show and a bunch of other shows live over on Geeks.Live. Yes, that is a URL. Just stream, excuse me, just swing down to the bottom of the page. You'll see a calendar of all of the upcoming live shows. That being said, it is time for us to start wrapping this thing up. But before we shut it down, it's our chance to share with you guys who are watching live or listening at a later date just what kind of geeky and nerdy things we've been getting into in a little segment we call What I'm Into. So, Anthony, kick us off. What have you been getting into in the last week? I've been playing too much Apex Legends and not sleeping well. Actually, I think I'm getting sick again. I think that's the problem. Um, I got my new package from the Art Drop Club, so number two showed up. This one was from uh, Artist Levetso. So it is all uh, Dragon Ramen based. So got this fantastic Dragon Ramen print and then a package of Dragon Ramen stickers, which are awesome. And then he did uh, two uh, sketch cards. So you got a little little demon kid with a bowl of ramen and a kid made out of noodles. And then the added uh, Jake Parker bonus uh, for the, the robot series that he's doing. This one is the Taco Bot. So... You got you got to love a taco bot vinyl sticker. Mm, tacos. Yeah. So more stickers, more 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 stickers, which is good stuff. I'm still working my way through the third book of the Galactic Football League series. Um, I am looking forward to probably early tomorrow. I think I'm going to go see Happy Death Day two because uh, Happy Death Day is back again. That poor chick is being ran through the the murder loop of the of horror done as a Groundhog's Day movie again by the babyface killer. And it looks super fucking fun, and I can't wait to watch it because I love the first one, and I can't believe they did a second one. Like it's it's so cool. So I'm looking forward to that. And then, um, yeah, I played a lot of Apex Legends. Uh, sad that everybody with uh, EA access on the PC has already started playing Anthem, and I have to wait till Friday because apparently EA offered the same bullshit deal to Sony, and Sony didn't take it. So even though I paid eighty dollars for the best version of the pre-order game. I have to wait a week after the original launch to actually start playing it, which fucking sucks. But the upside is, is I've been following Ben Irving and Mike, I can't remember his last name, but two of the main Bioware developers, as they've been answering all the questions about Anthem all week on, um, or not all week, but since Friday when the game launched uh, for early access, and they've been answering just tons of questions of what got patched for the 15th and which things will be patched by the 22nd. And then just seeing a lot of the skins that people are making because the Anthem account 
has been uh, retweeting people doing just you know my uh, hashtag my javelin, just people doing some gorgeous gorgeous skins because the the customization that you can put into the skins of the javelins on that game is utterly spectacular. So yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to Friday. I took a half day from work again, so I'm gonna get home early and get in my damn ranger and start building stuff. And yeah, I looked over the the stats on the gun that you get. Some people are complaining because the pre order you get a a legendary weapon to start. It's a fucking legendary weapon. I don't know why people are complaining. At level one, you're going to be carrying a level 18 weapon or a power 18 weapon. And they're like, yeah, it's not going to carry you through the whole game. It's only going to carry you through half the game. It's a game that has four bonus stats and hits harder than anything in like the first 10 levels of the game. So I don't know why people are complaining, but it's the internet. People complain. Um, I did like four hours of Dead by Daylight streaming yesterday, so I'm still definitely having fun with that game on PC and PS4. Uh, like Willie said, the matchmaking is still the biggest problem with that game that they need to address. Because, yeah, it's on PC, too. I started my stream yesterday, Willie, and I spent the first 10 minutes as a killer in queue after the rank reset waiting, and I did not, in 10 minutes, get any survivors to pop up into my queue. I had to switch over to survivor to play, which was very strange, because usually killer is no problem. And then um, I've been going through, after winning that contest from a... Uh, was Ivy182 on Twitter. I have been finally going through the Avatar, the complete, uh, the last Ember, the complete series. He sent me the Blu-rays, and I'm now on the second disc of the Fire Nation, the third season. So I, I've gotten over my hatred of the I'm with Stupid Arrow on his forehead, and I actually am loving this series. Uh, it's super fun. Um, I love the fact that the, the different uh, elemental styles are actually based on real martial arts. The, the comedy in it's great. The actual characters in it are awesome. Uh, forget yeah, Aang, Sokka, Katara, uh, Toph, and now Suko. Like, it's it's such a good series. It's super fun. It's one that now that I've, I'm almost done watching it, I'm really looking forward to uh, The Legend of Korra because I got that as well in the contest. And I have a feeling that once I'm done with it, I'll probably watch it all again, maybe within a year, because it is a really fun show. I'm really enjoying it. And it's just, it's real, it's nice and relaxing. It's good comedy. It's, you know, nice Nickelodeon fair. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. It's a really fun one. That's are what I'm gonna, getting into. Are you going to watch the live action movie? I already watched that. And so I do not ever need to watch that again. In That whole movie felt like just one gigantic trailer. Just how fast they went through every little story bit. It was like, Basically, okay, yeah. whoa, 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 slow down, slow down. Yeah, oh, it was, trailer it was, scene, trailer scene, trailer scene. Yeah, that was some M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong not goodness right there. It was... Uh, that that was no split. <laughs> and the one thing that made no sense from the differences from the show to the movie, when the the prison the little prison place for the uh, the Earthbenders, in the show they were on a ship in the middle of the ocean, they couldn't bend any earth. Yeah, in they the were movie, on like a like a oil rig. Yeah, and, and then on, on um in the movie, oh we're just on land over here. Like you know, you guys can bend earth, right? Yeah, that made no so sense. Just do something. <laughs> Well, and I love how later on in the show you get people that basically specialize. So the one character that's an earthbender gets so good at it that she becomes a metal bender because mm -hmm. metal is just ore brought up from the earth. And once they realize that, some of them get real specific, like some of the firebenders can bend lightning and they consider lightning the purest fire. form of fire. Yeah, like some the the changes to that, that was something I didn't know had happened in the show from like what little bit I knew about it before. So, yeah, watching those changes and seeing that, like, there's actual different aspects of it, like that there's the waterbenders that live in the swamp and their powers uh -huh. are different. There's the sandbenders that live in the desert. So they're kind of earthbenders, but also kind of airbenders. Like, the fact that there's those those different versions, I really liked. 
I mean, let's go with the most horrific one there is, Bloodbending. Yeah, I just watched the Bloodbending episode. That was really creepy, but also really cool. Because it's like, well, humans are made out of like 70% water. If you really think about it, if you can water bend and control water, you should be able to control people. Yeah, that was something when they when that episode started heading that direction. I'm like, are they really doing this? Because this is fucking creepy. And yeah, watching that episode, I have to figure that that had to have come out on Halloween that year, the year that it came out. Because that that just seems like a perfect Halloween creepy fucking episode. I do remember I I did get to watch the was woo. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I did get to watch the first episode as it aired. I was like, what is this? Okay, let me just get... Oh, this is very good. I wanted more instantly. And I, see, and I, I didn't catch it when it first came out. And then, yeah, honestly, just the, the graphic design, that fucking tattoo just bugged me. And so I skipped it for years. But yeah, I, I won that contest. And I said I would watch it. And I have to admit, I was wrong. I fucking love it. It was a fantastic show. Like, it's so well made. It's so well written. The voice acting's fucking amazing. And it, it's still kiddy enough to where like it's you know it's entertaining for kids, but it's not like it's not dumbed down. Like they deal with some real like fucking like Prince Zuko's life is shit. Like this yeah. kid goes through some shit, and you know for three seasons, like basically the world is just pummeling this poor kid. And like yeah, it, it's great to see the way they handled it because it's not they didn't dumb it down. That the aspects of like these what these people are going through. Like they didn't dumb that stuff down for kids, which I really like. Just wait for that final fight. You know, oh. of course, it's got to end in a final fight. Just wait. That and I had no clue going into the show that fucking Mark Hamill is the goddamn Fire Lord. I didn't know that either till just now. Yeah, Mark Hamill is the main bad guy. Yeah, I, the first time his voice was on screen, I'm like, what? Like, no, that can't be. And I went and looked up, like, yeah, that's fucking Mark Hamill. Yeah. So being the Joker isn't enough. He's also the goddamn Fire Lord. <laughs> true uh before we move on to one of us uh, suncast in the chat room had said uh whatever you do don't watch the kim possible live action movie that disney just made evidently it's hot garbage if you enjoyed the kim possible cartoons mm. you probably had hope that it would be good it is not i had a friend i had a friend that was really into the naked mole weasel i'm not sure what's wrong with him yeah uh, sun how suncast put it it's <laughs> what you would expect of disney disney channel circa 2002 what i do remember is uh her mm. best friend what's his name ron Ron Stoppable. Is that really his last name? Yeah. She's Kim Possible and he's Ron Stoppable. Well anyway, do you know who does do you remember who does his voice? Will uh-uh. Fradel, isn't it? Yeah, Fra- I couldn't remember how to pronounce his last name. Also known as the uh the big brother in uh, Boy Meets World. Oh and nice. And Terry nice. McGinnis from Batman Beyond. That's right. Okay. He was Terry. Yeah. He is Batman. Yeah, he is. New Batman. Which is why yeah. it was funny. There was an episode of Boy Meets World about the same time where he actually drops the line of, I'm Batman. And I was like, because he is. This is pretty fantastic. Well, that was before That's that. awesome. No, no, no. It was in like 99 when Boy okay. Meets World was still I on. thought it was before. Okay. Yeah. And um, and a Boy uh, Meets World ran forever. <laughs> and I just learned, apparently, in one of the Justice League cartoons or something, they do like a whole like epilogue thing with Batman Beyond. And Terry McGinnis is apparently a clone of Bruce Wayne. Half. Uh, they yep. injected Terry's father with stuff that rewrote his genetic material to be that of Bruce Wayne. That was weird. Yes, yeah, so it was Amanda Waller. So also yeah. his of little course, brother, bitch. His little yeah, brother he's... is also Bruce Wayne's son now because of that. I am also Batman. And yeah. in the comics, his little brother is Robin now. Oh, nice! Did they bring his brother back and actually made him Robin? Yeah, his little brother is Robin now. So does he have a Robin tech suit or he is has he a Robin tech short suit? <laughs> okay, no short shorts. Yeah, thank it, God. It's pretty sweet actually. So. 
Uh, I'll go next with what I've been getting into. The list is kind of short. Went out for Pokemon Go Community Day this week. That was fun. Or yesterday, I guess, like I talked about. That was fun. It was Swine Up Day, so it wasn't the greatest Pokemon, but I had fun hanging out with people and drinking coffee. Uh, what else have I been getting into? During the week, played a little bit of Tales of Asperia on the Switch. Nothing too crazy. Still getting caught up on TV shows and stuff that I haven't watched from last week. Uh, the big thing I got into is I for, kind of forgot that I pre-ordered it until it showed up in my uh, inbox on Friday. Terry Crews, the video game, Crackdown oh. 3. Oh, that's what you're... You okay there, Willie? That's <laughs> what I, that's what I waited most of this episode to hear what you've been that what you uh, teased at. Fucking so I didn't get on. a chance to start playing it until yesterday, and it's fine. It, it's it's fun. It's certainly nothing cutting edge, and it's nothing that should have made that game be delayed for two and a half, three years. But it's fun going around as Terry Crews blowing things up, climbing up buildings, and as he jumps off something, hearing Terry Crews go "fuck gravity." It's kind of fun. That's fair. <laughs> it's it's a fun game it is absolutely not something that I, he actually says fuck gravity he says it. fuck gravity and it. it's pretty great that's awesome it's a fun game i don't know that it's actually worth the 60 bucks it would have been i think it was 48 <laughs> with my amazon discount had you been a uh what's the game streaming program that microsoft runs i can't remember game pass subscriber you would have gotten it to play for free as part of the mm. subscription it's totally worth being part of Game Pass, I think. I think that's the real win there is for all these Microsoft-branded games that are originals going straight to Game Pass. It's kind of a reason to subscribe. Is Gamefly still a thing? Gamefly yes. does still exist. I didn't know if that was still a thing or not. Yep. Yeah, so I'll probably play a little more Crackdown 3 today. I've just been having fun, though, like I said. Getting a bunch of big-ass guns, wandering around the city as Terry Crews, blowing things up, punching bad <laughs> guys, and hearing him say things like, fuck gravity, I'm going to kill you, and stuff like that. It, it's fun, and I've really enjoyed on Twitter the excitement that Terry Crews has of being like, I'm in a video game, this is great, and he's tweeting about it and interacting with fans and things like that. Terry Crews' right. enthusiasm is just so infectious. It's great. He has a big bubble of energy that just exudes fucking positivity. He's yes. awesome. Yeah, I love Terry Crews. He's the man. And I think that's really the big things I've been getting into. So, Willie, why don't you help us wrap things up by letting us know what you've been getting into, sir? Well, grab your Jimmy and tickle your bung because I'm bringing the sexy back. No. No, stop it. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. That was unplanned. <laughs> I did not tell him to do that, so I'm very happy he did that. <laughs> He's good. So, of course, been playing Apex Legends, Dead by Daylight. And then I just got something last night. It's not like a new game that came out, but uh, I, I've been seeing stuff on it recently. I'm like, you know what? I want to try that out because I did love the first game. Nino Kuni 2. Which is, uh, what is that director's name who did all those anime movies? Miyazaki. Miyazaki? Yeah. It's pretty much Mi the studio that did uh, Miyazaki's animation and Level 7, the, the game studio, got together and they made a beautiful looking game of Nino Kuni 1. Uh, something about the witch, something. I forget the, the whole title. But that game was amazing. And so I got this one and it looks like it changes some of the gameplay, which in the for the better. And uh, I just got to play a little bit like the first little part because I thought it was fully downloaded. Nope. Just like the little first part I could play through and then said, wait for the rest of it to download. I was like, great. I thought you were fully downloaded. Oh, well. So that's <laughs> all I got to play of it last night. Um, I've also been playing, uh, bring Pokemon back, uh, Pokemon trading card game for the Game Boy Color. Not the one that was released in America, but the sequel that was Japanese only. Uh, I got a ROM of it. Yes, I got a ROM of it. 
because that's <laughs> the only way I can get it. So I don't want to hear anything so, about it. So what device are you playing it on then? Your laptop or this laptop right here? I just okay. plug in my HDMI yeah, HDMI cord and I play it on my TV. Makes sense. Because because uh, do you remember when I was getting Nerd Block and yeah. uh, Arcade Block? Yeah. One uh, Arcade Block. They one time they sent me this little controller right here, which is pretty much a Super Nintendo controller. Perfect. Nice. And that's why I just plug it plugs right into USB, and that's how I've been playing it. So yeah, I'm happy I found a translation for that game, and it's been pretty fun. I'm probably about halfway through it now, so I've been playing a lot of shit. Uh, what uh, I did watch Friday. I didn't even know it came out Friday. I thought it came out before Friday, uh, but I was wrong. I watched it all the same day it came out. The Umbrella Academy, which I loved, except for the ending. I mean, not like the ending was bad. It's just, wait, what? Like, they could have ended it like an episode before, and it would have been, I don't want to give too much away, but it's cliffhangery. Yeah, Let's no just say spoilers. that. Just cliffhangery. It was like, if they ended the episode before, like, it sure would have been a little bit of a cliff. Like, what are they going to do next? But... You know, but it made a whole lot worse. Like, Jesus, what are they going to do next now? That, that's pretty much it. But, I mean, I enjoyed the whole series up until that. I, I just want more is the problem. And if that's your biggest problem, you know, yeah. then you're not doing that bad. That's a good problem to have. It was kind of like uh, uh, you brought it up earlier, Castle Rock. I did not like that because the ending. Like, the ending kind of ruined that whole show for me because I need a little bit of explanation about what the fuck's going on. <laughs> just a little bit. Like, what the fuck is this thing? It, is that whole episode of his backstory true or not? Because if that happened, then that can't be true. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? And of course, from what I hear, that's going to be like an anthology show. So next season's not going to have anything to do with the first season. Nope, probably not. I'm I'm only sad because Mark Bernardin apparently isn't going to be writing on the next season. Yeah, so I'm, I just I just want answers. That's all I want, and apparently I'm never going to get them. So that's what made, soured me for that show. I liked it. I see it. I love it. I can't wait for more fucking Castle Rock. It was so good. Well, I mean, when you have a whole episode on one of the characters' backstories that you really need to know, and then turns out it might not even be true, like so, that whole episode just a waste of time. No, that whole episode is presenting you with a possibility that is probably not true because of what happened in the last episode. The like, wait, what? 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 (laughs) No, stop. Explain. I need some words to tell me what the fuck is going on here because you can't just throw that at me and expect me to be okay with it because I am not. Yes, they can, and they did, and I now did you have not, to deal with it. I did not consent <laughs> to be fooled like this. You did when you turned on Hulu. I am triggered. <laughs> but yeah, uh, watch Umbrella Chronicles. It is fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah, Umbrella Academy. I know I keep fucking that. Why do I keep saying Chronicles? Is I don't with know the... what's wrong with your head. There's no Chronicles. It's Umbrella Academy. Well, I keep meaning that. So, if yeah, just, just fill it in your head if I say it wrong. It is fantastic, and they brought in an actor from uh, uh, Robert Sheehan. She, she, she she I forget. It's He has a weird last name. But he, he brought him back in, or they brought, he was in Misfits, and I love that show. It's also on Hulu. And if you haven't seen Misfits... Watch the first two and a half seasons because after that it gets a little weird and uh, I don't like where they go with it. But the first two seasons are great and the next half, it's pretty good. So definitely, And it has, uh, what's his name from uh, Game of Thrones? Um, the sadistic motherfucker that, uh, from the Battle of the Bastards. Ah, he has a very weird name too. I can never remember his name. It's like, uh, it's very like Gaelic. There's some of this, like very weird spelling and pronunciation to it. 
God, what is his name? He chops up um, Greyjoy's dick off. Yeah, I remember the character. I'm trying to find the name. Barking up the wrong tree, man. Never watched Game of Thrones. Oh, trust me. I'm barking up just the right tree. Ewan Rion. Yeah, yeah. See, it has a weird pronounced spell. It's it's weird to remember. He plays Simon on Misfits, and that's what threw me off in Game of Thrones because I watched Misfits first. Yes, me too. He's the nicest dorkiest character in the world and then he shows up in game of thrones and he's a sadistic fucking psychopath <laughs> well i mean he's he is kind of weird in misfits though he's weird but he's weird because he's like a an awkward goofball like i just hear uh, nathan the guy who's yeah. in both the both shows he goes what are you some kind of pedophile yeah and like yeah even rowan he's a hell of an actor oh yeah, yeah and it, a good singer it, too it shocked me when i first saw his character on game of thrones how sadistic he is because he was such the nice guy in Misfits, like it was shocking the change in character aspects of how good his acting is. The guy's an amazing actor. And one of the girl's powers in Misfits is like whenever you physically touch her, you get super horny and start going saying some weird shit over whatever's in your mind. And when he <laughs> and when his character does it, I want to lick your armpit. Like what? <laughs> it was weird. What? That show was so strange. It was, it was so good, well done. Though. It was good though. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, British and it's awesome misfits. Definitely watch it and Umbrella Umbrella Academy. Oh hey, you got the title right. And I, I wish they would explain a little bit more of that. Uh I did go on YouTube and watch some like what are the what is the comics like? So, like a review of that, like storyline of that, and there's some big differences, but I like the differences they made. And Ellen Page is in it, and you know she's back in the news uh with the whole Chris Pratt thing, you're not gonna get into it because that's a whole weird thing. Yeah, I'm not sure we want to go down that path right now. Well, I can't say Chris Pratt did respond in a very gentlemanly way, so I can't be angry at that. Yeah, that's fair. But, yeah, that's what I've been getting. Oh, wait, uh, tomorrow night, going to go to Winston-Salem for a Game of Thrones pub trivia. So that's also something, too. You better start rewatching some Game of Thrones. Make sure you're ready to go. Oh, my mind is like a safe. It's all up there. Mm, fair. I've got geek trivia coming up soon. I think it's next week, but I'm not a problem. Is it, it's a safe that Willie doesn't have the combo for, or he lost the key to <laughs> what are we talking about. Exactly. I rest. Exactly. My case. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's what I've been getting into. And Hey, come meet me up at Winston Salem. I forget what the place is called. <laughs> so that does wrap us up for this week. Thank you everyone who did join us. We've been into some pretty decent shenanigans. Hopefully we'll get into some more stuff and we can tell you all about it next week. Before we shut this thing oh. down, you guys have any final thoughts for us? Going, going into the show next Sunday, I will have just played like 24 hours of Anthem, so that's probably the only thing I'll be talking about. That's fair. I'm still <laughs> I'm still picturing that mouse getting that cookie. What's he going to do with that big cookie? What's he going to do with that You can't eat all that. You can't eat all that. What are you going to do? So thank you, everyone, who did join us today. Don't forget we do this live every Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, over on Geeks.Live. That is the official streaming home of the Gunna Geek Network. But all that being said, it's time for us to start shutting this thing down. So thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you all next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Uh, I hope you had a good time. Whatever. Thanks for listening to this brand new episode of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. Don't forget, we'll be back next Sunday live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, over at live.atgnpodcast.com, channel 3 of the Alpha Geek radio app, and over at our network home at gunnageek.com slash live. If you have any feedback for the show, please contact us atgnpodcast at gunnageek.com on our hotline number at 304-806-ATGN, or even better, go to Twitter and send us a message at atgnpodcast. 
The music you've heard in this show is produced by Kevin McLeod and can be found at incompetech.com. Willie, I think you're just stupid.